All right, we're recording. Uh. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Unlimited Text. Yep. Where we take our group texts and bring them to real life conversations. I'm one of your hosts, a.k.a. Tommy Ain't Got No Job. A.K.A. we got Emmys, A.K.A. we got Grammys, A.K.A. producers produce. Anything else? No, nah, I'm going to say my other A.K.A. For, for a little bit later. Oh, okay. This is the smug dude. Love that first smug and the storyteller and uh, the owner of the uh, corner store. <laughs> so any uh, any shout outs for you today? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, yeah. Today, of course. Today actually is the actual birthday of uh, my brother-in-law. No, no names given, but you know he's the he's like the number one Laker fan. So he, I, you know, I was thinking I I gotta start. I'm in like three group texts with him, so I, I got I got to do like a group text count and see like who I'm in the most group text with. Because huh? I was thinking like I'm in like three group texts with him, but shout out to shout out to him. You know who he is. Happy birthday. Hey man, happy birthday to you, brother in law. And uh, I'm gonna need you to stop th- throwing shade at me too, because I hear about it all. <laughs> by the way, just because I want to take five chips out of the bag, listen, don't, man, don't be mad. Listen, man, the, the chips jump, man. That, that, yeah, that, that's legendary, yeah. Huh? Hey, but happy birthday though, brother in law. So where can they find us? We on Spotify, Apple, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and Podchaser, Unlimited Text Pod at gmail.com, Unlimited Text Pod on Twitter and Instagram. All right. So question of the week. It's a pretty cool one. It's kind of deep, but I think it's easy for me to answer. But what's a depressing truth you have come to accept? For example. Um, the listener said, for example, I'm a Knicks fan and I know I'm never going to see a title in my lifetime. <laughs> yeah, I laughed at that joke. Yeah. That's kind of like the 52 7 joke. No, 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 don't nobody laugh at that joke huh? except for me. Yeah, well, I guess as long as you laugh, and I guess that's all that matters, huh? That's right, absolutely. <laughs> that's why they call me smug. <laughs> That's why they call me smug. So you answer first or I'm answering first? I'll go and answer first. Mine is okay. uh, is really not that deep. Um, it's really about like people. The depressing truth is that like basically that that people will let you down all the time. Like if you get if you if you put too much stake in folks to do like the right thing, for instance, or to to always give people the benefit of the doubt i'm finding as i get older i'm not surprised by anything by much at all every time i get high on people like outside of the folks that i'm really really close with that i you know i care about the most even them (laughs) you know will let you down from time to time but like you know that's the depressing truth for me is that as much as I want to give people the benefit of the doubt, as much as I want to look for the good in everybody and everything, um, 
I'm constantly reminded that that folks are folks are gonna let you down. So uh, so that's it. That's it. So let me ask you a question about that because that's definitely something that's like everybody experiences. Do you let that impact how you how you are in those relationships? Um. Yes. Once once okay. once I'm exposed to that. Like, no, I'm, I'm, I'm talking from the beginning. So you saying in oh, general? Oh no, nah, from the beginning, no. Like so, I think you give everybody you give everybody the benefit of the doubt from the jump. From the jump. Yeah, that's how I am too. Yeah, from the jump, and then when they prove me wrong, right? I'm not surprised. Right. You know what I mean? Like I'm 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 hurt, but like it's not like a situation where I'm just like man, like I never knew this was coming or anything like that. I'm just like man, like this sucks. It's too bad, but what else was I supposed to expect kind of thing? But right. I always give the people the benefit of the doubt from the start yeah, because yeah. No, I can't, I you can't too. just assume anything like you, you know, they have to show up and kind of show out for you. But, um, but like I said, the depressing truth is, is that, you know, when you least expect it and, and, and it's not always intentional either. Right. Like it just, just happens and somebody shows up in a different way. But like I said, I'm not surprised. Like last week, we talked about the um, the the senseless killings, right? You know what I'm saying? Like in in, in New York and Buffalo, um, right. as well as in Texas, right? right? And so, as bad as that situation was, and I don't know if I get hate mail for saying this, but like I'm I, I'm I've seen so much happen in the world that like. It's, it's surprising and it sucks that it happened, but like, I'm really not, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not surprised because it was a human being that did that. Right. You know? And so, um, that's, that's the part, the part for me that's really depressing is because like, I even have to think that way. Um, right. and so maybe, I don't know, maybe I've had some trauma in my life. I need to talk about or something like that, but, <laughs> but like, I'm just like, I don't get all bent out of shape anymore when, when someone shows up um, in, a, in, a, in a bad way to me because it's like, like what, what else did you expect, Smug, dude? Well, you know, it's, you're right, like something like we was talking about Buffalo and Texas, but it just was like, I think, well, that was Boys in the Hood. Oh, it was, nah, it was Menace. But they was talking about, man, we ain't going to be out there, ain't going to be nothing but kids and old folks. And it's like, I always think that in those, like, that's the thing to me that was so, you know, depressing about both of those jumps. It's like it was old folks and kids. Old right? folks and kids, man. But it's like, but, yeah. But again, a human being did it that wasn't, you know, considering that. You know, all they really thought about was themselves. So maybe the selfishness is uh is something that's the depressing truth. Um, is that, you know, sometimes a lot of people gonna choose themselves over over someone else. Yeah, well for me, it's ignorance. Hmm. Like it's 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 so many people out here, and I remember when we was in high school. My boy Mandingo, he said one time we was in in uh, world history or we was in some class, and the teacher was talking about something. So we were like sixteen, seventeen years old, and Mandingo said, "The problem with America is is just the majority of people in America are just stupid." And of course, we laughed and thought that was the funniest thing that you know Mandingo had ever said up to that point. But it's just it's just so many things, man, that are happening now where it's like evidence just isn't important anymore. I think what they call it, fe- feelings over facts. Yeah. 
and it's just so many things where it's like there's evidence and like I can say you know again kind of relating to what happened last week is you know people just coming up with all these different excuses about what happened last week and not really wanting to discuss what the real issue is and it's and to me, I think that's just, it's just the ignorance. And it's like, it doesn't matter. There was a video somebody posted of a guy talking to somebody at NRA and he was saying, yeah, man, like what's up with guns? And the guy was like, well, you're ignorant because hammers, people with hammers kill more people every year than people with guns. Yeah. And the guy said, well, hold on, let me Google it real quick. So he Googled the top things in murder. And surprisingly, hammers actually was like number seven on the list, but it was like Thirty thousand dollars, thirty thousand less murders by hammer, or it said hammer or bat, something like that. But this dude, he's like, "Yo, man, this is Google showing." He's like, "Showing to do." He's like, "Yo, man, nah." It's like it was thirty-three thousand murders by gun. It was like three thousand murders by hammer, bat, you know, some kind of thing. And the dude's like, "Well, that's Google." Yeah, but and it's they like, use it for distraction, like because it's on there, <laughs> like it's got to be as 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 big as the number one thing like to d- distract you from knowing that yeah, the gun is the but, real issue but it's like dog like here's here's actual factual evidence that i'm showing you like he's like this is the fbi website i mean this is the link to the fbi that's showing how many people died and the dude's like nah that ain't right and it's like that kind of ignorance to me is the scariest part because it just it doesn't like i i have changed my opinion on a lot of things you know I talk about all the time, yeah, in 2012, you couldn't tell me nothing wrong about RG3. 2022, 2022, you can't tell me nothing right about RG3. <laughs> and I, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, you know, if you give me new evidence, I'm I'm open to changing my opinion. So but why, some people, what, tell me about the depressing part of it though. Why is it, why is it's it just depressing? ignorance. The people, the people just, people won't, people won't be open to, to evidence. I see. Like, so, like everybody, not everybody, most people have like their lane that they stuck in and it don't matter what you show them. It don't matter what facts you give them. You know, like they, if they say the sky is green and you tell them the sky is blue, ain't nothing you can do about it. So, so ladies and gentlemen, smug dude, uh, the depressing truth is uh, selfishness and uh, Tommy is ignorance. Ignorance. We ain't rocking with it. A young. A young. Young. Hold on. Can you see this picture? Let me show you this picture real quick. Where it is. <laughs> now, oh. This is this is this is great podcasting and pictures for everybody. Technology when you really need it. Move it to the center. I'm really talking about this jump. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Did I tell you about that? Uh Uh-uh. All right. So we were coming from an AAU tournament. Um, Man, this is about almost two months now. So uh, I'm in in one of the stores. So we stop at uh, at this outlet. It's a nice outlet. I'm in this Under Armour store. My kids are, uh, they leave me and they go to the Nike store. And I'm like, I'll be right over. So I'm standing in line uh, and my phone is blowing up. Phone is blowing up. And I wasn't answering because I was taking care of an exchange or something like that. I think, no, no, no. I was, I I don't know what I was doing, but I was buying something in line. And uh, then I started to get texts like, dad, 
um, you know, we found these shoes. We want to flip them. <laughs> you know, we need you to come quick. So I walk in, you know, I, I, I get my stuff. I walk over next door to the uh, Nike store. When I walk in, there's this big, huge shoe box. And literally both of my kids had to carry the shoe box because there was a size 17 Kobe prototype, some, ye- you know, the yellow ones that they had. Um, sort of patent leather. So they had found these shoes in the in in the outlet in the clearance rack. Um, they knew they were worth some money, so they they ended up doing all the research. They go on Goat and StockX and eBay and all this stuff online, and they they get this bright idea that they can buy these shoes and they're gonna flip them, so they're gonna sell them for more than what they're worth. Which I was like, is brilliant. Yeah, like just do it. That's fine. If you you know you right. got, I'm like you got a plan. Like, what is your plan <laughs> to uh, to sell these shoes? Like, have you done the research? Do you know how much you know people are willing to pay for them? Size 17. You're never gonna be able to wear those shoes, but you know, can you sell the 17s? Whatever. Like, how much can you sell them for? What's gonna be the return on your investment? How are you gonna market them? We talked about all of that. We got it. We got you, Dad. So I'm like, all right, look, I'm going to pay for these shoes, but I'm going to need you to give me money when we get home. What had happened was, nah, 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 nah. I'm like, no, I'm going to invest in you, but I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to pay for the shoes. When you sell them, you're going to reimburse me. You're going to pay me back, and then you keep the proceeds. So two months later, the shoes are still sitting in our family room in the bag <laughs> and nothing is taken care of. So like, what am I supposed to do about that, man? That's my a young is I need some help <laughs> with that, with that situation. Since we get so, deep at the so, beginning of these, these, this, this, this whole podcast. So what, so what, what, what's their response about that? Uh, we about to do it. We're going to do it. <laughs> You know, they about to. They always about to do something. You know why they about to do it? Because mm-hmm. they got no skin in the game. Right. Let that their money. Yeah. Let right. that would have been their money. Mm-hmm. They would have been had them shoes up, and they would have been posting pictures and asking me to share them and all kinds of stuff. Right, right. Right. That's funny. Yeah. So I think what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna insist that they pay me the 120 because I gave them a month. Okay. I told them. I told them. If they don't have them up in a month, then they become my shoes. And I get to sell them. And I get to keep everything. <laughs> um, and so I think I'm going to have to enforce that this week. Because I think I'm going to start taking pictures. I'm going to post them up and everything and do all the work. And then see if that uh, if that sparks anything with them. But, yeah, man, that's, that's, my, that's my A Young. Because I'm just like, man, they done tricked me into something. I thought it was a brilliant idea. Right. But they totally bombed on the follow through man they totally bombed on that uh-huh. all right well i guess we back to rona yeah we 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 back to the rona huh? And the, so I think this, the smugness I think this, of me, man, I'm a cut. I, I don't even. I'm not even gonna be smug, man. I'm gonna cut you some slack. So I think this pod started in uh, like May of 2020. 
April, May, yeah. Yeah, something like that, May 2020. So we we you know, we passed the two year mark of this pod. And it's been a every pod's had a lot of conversations about that Rona. Well, that Rona finally hit home on the Unlimited Text Pod podcast this week. It wasn't me. Yep. Tommy tested positive for COVID this week. Ah, Tommy. Man, man, just and you know it's crazy because I I've tested so many times. And so I was waiting. Long story, I was in San Francisco for work and came back. And every time I travel, I always get tested. I'm back. So I'm always just like, follow the rules, get tested. So I got tested on Sunday. Negative. So Monday night, I start feeling like a little sick, you know, but you know, whatever. Because I've already been tested. So I'm thinking I'm straight from my trip. Tuesday morning, a coworker texts me. Yo, I tested positive for COVID. So I'm like, damn. So I go get the test Tuesday. So I'm waiting like all day. Like, so I get to, it's a little email. Joe, actually, I got an app now on my phone. So it comes to my phone in the junk. So it always comes back when they send me the results. It's always green. It says, you know, negative. Man, I got that junk Tuesday night. That junk was red than a mug. It was guy. red. That junk said positive, guy. Man, I was like, I started checking for hotel rooms. I was going. I wasn't going to stay around my wife. Man, I, I don't know, man. This job, it had, like, just if y'all worried about Tommy, yeah, like you see, I'm able to do the podcast tonight. So far, I've only just had like sore throat. I did have chills that Monday night. I had bad chills, like, like twelve blankets plus like sweat socks and a sweatshirt. Like what? Like I was. It was like I was like I was freezing. Yeah, like I couldn't warm up. Yeah, like it was. It was crazy Monday. But that was before I even knew I had tested positive. But ever since then, you know, it's really just been been a sore throat and a cough. So knock on wood. Yeah, I think uh, I think I might be alright. Yeah, but yeah, man, it's jump. Good thing you got so, that vax. If you wouldn't have had the vax, I would have been really, really worried about you, and I, I might not be as smug as uh, as I'm, you know, probably gonna be tonight with you. Yeah. Oh no, no. Listen, man. To, you know, before I got the vax, I like I said, I I probably have been scared. I'd have been sitting in my car, yeah, like scared, yeah, but waiting you to know, go to the hospital. Yeah, yeah. But like I said, so far so good. Knock on wood, man. I actually. I got a little prescription for this this junk called uh that we talked about before. Pax Lovit. Yeah, Pax Lovit. So I haven't made a decision yet whether I'm gonna take that or not yet, because I sort of feel like the instructions that I read say that even if you once you get rid of COVID, that the Pax Lovit could cause you to still have symptoms for like another five to ten days. So at this point, if I just keep the symptoms the way they are right now, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna thug through it, yeah. And so, how, when when did you officially get your test again? Tuesday at ten. Yes, what's the day? So yesterday, Tuesday. Yeah, ten o'clock yesterday. So how 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 long do they suggest that that you know that it stays in your system? Was it, I thought it was five days. It used to be ten that you had to quarantine. Right. Then now so, I think it's something like three or five days. It's three to five days. So 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 like I said, I've been working with this doctor, you know, for like the last two years, basically. He's been our COVID compliance officer, getting all the shows, you know, seeing all, help make sure my name stay in the credits, you know, for Smug Mom to watch my show. I haven't seen any credits. He's been, he been making he been making sure, you know. Oh, I forgot. June nineteenth, uh, got a couple of shows for you to check out. You know, it's a couple, couple weeks away on on Juneteenth. They gonna call that John Tommy Day because that's how many shows we got. 
two shows coming out on Juneteenth. We'll see if we see Tommy on the credits. Yeah, t- t- two shows on the, on June nineteenth. I can't. I'm, I, I'm I'm celebrating my culture on June nineteenth. Just so two shows for Tommy. But now nah, he so he told me that uh, I should go get tested again on Friday. So uh, I'm a che- I'm a. He said I should test again on Friday, and if I'm still positive on Friday, I should test again on Sunday. He said I should. He said I should test every two days after Friday. So. Hopefully after Friday, you know, I'm not, he said really, he said really you're contagious for about three, three to five days. So right now I'm quarantined. I'm in my cell block. I only get to go out to go to the bathroom. I don't get to go in the yard. I get food and water left at my door. So you 20, so, 20 23 hours. Yeah. Yeah. This is what, this, this is what Denzel was talking about. Yeah. And then what, uh, you got to wear a mask in the house and all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I masked. Yeah, as a as as out of respect to CDC, I actually had my mask on at the start of the podcast because you know, I didn't know if she was gonna let me podcast with you. Had my mask on. I should have taken even, take that would have been a great picture for me to take. I should have taken that picture, even though we was three thousand miles apart. I just wanted to make sure. Aren't the numbers up though? Right? Yeah, they have actually been going up a little bit, man. And uh, yeah, I, I have an event next week that I'm mm. doing. But I promise you, I, I'm 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 gonna be masked up. I, I've relaxed a little bit, yeah, just because I, I know a lot of people that have been uh been vaccinated, mm-hmm. and then but also I um I feel like at least from talking to them at least, but you never know, they they've been pretty responsible about mm-hmm. um protecting their uh their bubble, mm-hmm. and so like certain people I, I I feel decent about being around, you know remaining socially distant but maybe having my mask down or not all the way up because the way i feel if you take it down you might as well just have it off right like it's funny because i you know, i coach basketball and i see the kids and they wearing them like a chin strap and i'm just like thinking right. like what is what's that the point even? what's the point yeah, like what's the point yeah i told a player last week just either you're gonna put it on and play with it all the way or just take it off if you're going to leave it around your chin because that's not protecting anything. Right, right. And so I was just wondering uh, in regards to the surge that um that, that we're having, I wonder if we're going to go back to any sort of mandates and lockdowns and things like that. Uh, like, I, I, don't, mean, I don't think we will, man, because it's like, like I said, I mean, I was, oh, I mean, I've been for work in the last two years a lot. You know what I'm saying? Like, so, but that's been, that's been the full COVID protocols. That's like when I get, when I walk out my door and get in my lift to go to the airport, to get on the plane, to get off the plane, to get on the, in the lift, to go to my hotel room, I got the mask on the whole time. Yeah. And when I got to, got out to work, walked out my hotel room and got in the car, we was going to the set. I had to, I had the mask on the whole time. This time, you know, we was out. I pulled the mask down a little bit more than I would have done last year. So, you know, I was slipping. But, you know, everybody just is different now, man. You know, people go to restaurants more casually. I mean, that's that's mainly why I slipped up the most was like eating and stuff. And I would take it. I would take it down and I wouldn't put it back up. But I mean, you know, think about it, though. Like if I took it down for 10 minutes and it's the person who I was eating dinner with had it, it probably wouldn't have made it wouldn't have made a difference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm, uh, in public places like that. I'm, I'm definitely masked up. Right. Most of the time I'm with CDC anyway, so she gonna she gonna require that to happen. Like I find that my family, when we go places, we're the only only 
the only people that have masks on a lot of times. Yeah, um, nah, it's still, it's still, I mean, even the grocery store and stuff, you know, like today I had to go pick up my prescription and I'm like, we're the only people in there with a the mask on. And I'm like, you know, like, how do I tell these people like, yo, I got COVID. Like y'all probably should have a mask going around. You know what I'm saying? Like, I really feel like I should have had a sign that said I got COVID. Y'all don't have to drive through, uh, places you can go through for your prescription like well because the doctor called us young in and not every uh not every pharmacy has this uh this covid medicine oh i see so he just he had to he had to just call into a close one that was near me so so you went to the alley where you ended up getting your um covid vaccination the first <laughs> yeah because i went right right back to that same place so that's- all people all people had masks on the employees, the pharmacists, and maybe like two other like old people, but everybody else. And then, you know, they still got the six feet spacing, but while I was in line, I'm thinking like, like, damn, man, I got COVID. Like y'all shouldn't, you know, but I don't know. Wow. Wow. And then Shanghai, what's up with them? Man, I, I didn't even know, man. Shanghai was on a serious lockdown. They just reopened the day after two months. They were 27,000 new infections a day in April. So they locked that junk down completely. Like you basically, they basically shut down every business so you couldn't leave your house for two months. Like, nah, like no questions asked. Like we, like 23 hour lockdown shoe program. And like people were like banging pots and they were like driving around the neighborhood, like dropping off like food and stuff, delivering food and water to people's houses. But people literally couldn't leave their house for like two months. Wow. So now they were 27,000 tests. I mean, uh, Infections, new infections a day. As of this week, they were down to 15 infections a day. But even with them reopening, their plan is to set up testing booths in the city. So the goal is that no resident has to walk more than 15 minutes to get a test, with the ultimate goal for every resident to be tested every 40 hours with negative test results needed to get in the subway, into a store, etc. So I, I saw online, they, they've really built these like little booths where it's like, it's literally like, like a dude in a booth and he's got like them junk, he sticks his, he sticks his hand out and he swabs you. And they building these junks like all over the city. So literally like they said, so nobody can go, you should, nobody live in Shanghai should be able to go 15 minutes without being able to get a test. Wow. That is, that's our life now, huh? Uh, well, that's how it is for them. But yeah, they was like, they building these little booths and like, Nah, like, and you got to show the results. Like, you go to the store, you got to show the results to get in the store. You got to show the results to go to your job every day. Some, like, some, like, apartment complexes, you have to show a COVID result to leave the apartment complex because they don't want to, they want to make sure that you're not spreading to everybody else in the apartment, getting on the stairway or getting on the elevator. So we about to be, like, back in full Rona conversation. I don't don't think we, I don't think, we ain't never going back to that. The U.S.? Nah. Yeah, I don't think so either. But like, it's a real like a real thing, um, that's highly contagious. Like, I in my lifetime, I can't think of anything else nah, ever like nah, this. We ain't before. seen that like this. And then and then they talk about the uh, the infectious diseases that they had hundreds of years ago. Right. That I don't even think it was like this back then either. Mm-mm. Like nothing like this. Well, you got to think that you got to think 100 years ago that our social interaction was different 100 years ago, too. Yeah, true. You know what I'm saying? Like, it wasn't no, it wasn't no train when you was riding on a train with you might be able to infect like 5,000 people on the train or something, you know? Yeah, yeah, you're it absolutely wasn't, it wasn't, right. 
it wasn't that kind of situation. So smug dude stands corrected. That's right. That's right. Yeah. He's like, but yeah, yeah. we Shanghai. Uh, that yeah, we ain't, we we ain't trying to be like them, but. So uh referencing what I was saying about uh ignorance earlier as we uh discussed this uh school shooting. And you know there was another uh, mass shooting today in Tulsa at a hospital. Mm-mm, I didn't know. Yeah, dude shot dude killed four people today at a hospital. Yeah, so you know, every, every day in America, more, more threats too. Like even around here, there's some kids that were calling their high schools, talking about they were bullied, mm-hmm. and that um when they come back to school, they're gonna shoot the school up. Yeah, I saw like some ten year old dude in Florida got arrested for threatening that, and they said they gonna give him. A, they said they gonna give him adult time. He ten. That's crazy. Wow. But anyway, so um. In the last week, uh, the talking points about school shootings, you know, it's mental health, uh, fatherless homes, breakdown of the families. The funniest joke I saw, they had a whole segment about how, uh, and, you, and you know when they say this word, they don't know what they talking about. They talking about how pot, anytime, what anytime, pot? Somebody, anytime somebody refers, <laughs> refers to weed as pot, <laughs> you know they don't know, you know they don't know what they talking about. Pot. No one calls it pot. Yeah, under sixty-five years old, a scientists yeah. would call it pot. Nobody under sixty-five calls it pot. So they say pot is the blame. Porn, porn also, and video games. Uh, and so far, their main solutions against all of these issues are bulletproof doors, bulletproof classrooms. That was uh, your former president said that you need to bulletproof all of the classroom doors and lock them so the teachers can lock them from the inside. And uh, making sure there's only one way in and one way out of every school in America. And uh, armed security guards at the entrances for all, all schools in America. Now, you're, you're a parent. How would you feel? Now, how would you feel about your kids going to a school every day where it was like a dude, like a AK-47 standing like the front door as your kids walk in? Home school. Would you, would you send your kids to that school? Home school. Yeah, that's what I feel like. I feel like, yeah, we don't. Why? Why is the plan to feel like we want to make school feel like the airport and prison? Yeah? Homeschool. Like I just like the plan. They tell me we need to harden schools. Yeah? Like the, the thing about schools, man, and the thing and the problem with saying you're going to harden schools is, what about grocery stores? Like, what about churches? Like, we just had a school shooting. We just had a grocery store shut up. We had a church shut up. Today we had a hospital shot up. You can harden all of these places, huh? Yeah, these are all public places. Yeah, like you, you, there's there's nothing you can do to harden these places. Well, that goes back to the selfishness that I talked about because there right. always needs to be a code. Mm-hmm. And the people that are doing these killings are not following the code, or not they're not being being taught the code. I know we're talking about schools, but like. I definitely don't want, I'm not, I'm not, I don't want to send my kid to a place that has bulletproof walls. That's not safe. That's, yeah, that's, that's that screams, uh, within itself that it's not safe to go there. Right. Like, think about it. Would you go to a place where you, that you, that you got to ride, like for instance, you got to ride in the car mm-hmm. with, with 
um, a bulletproof shield around it. Don't you know that wherever you're going or what's going on outside of you, it's not safe there? Man, one of my favorite conversations my, my boy and his, his mom had, she said she would never go to a place where they had metal detectors because she wouldn't feel safe. And he said, I wouldn't, I, she said, I would never go to a club where they had metal detectors because that would make me feel like it's not safe. And he said, because this is when we were younger, he said, I would never go to a club that didn't have metal detectors because I didn't feel safe. <laughs> right. And it just showed the difference in like, she was like, I'm not going to where they got metal detectors. I'm, I'm not going to feel safe there because that means that that place ain't safe. And we was like, gee, man, we want metal detectors. We want to be frisked. We want FBI agents at the places we was going to. But I don't want that for kids at school, though. Like, if I'm going to see backyard, I expect that. I shouldn't be able to figure like going to see back. Okay, cool. I should. Yeah, I got Yeah, but now it's like that for school, though. Like, yeah, you go it shouldn't to be school, like that for school, though. Yeah. I know it shouldn't be, but at this point, like how exactly. So like the, the, the young man's mother was saying, you take the metal detectors away and the things that come with it, and then she will feel more safe going back to school. I mean, going back to, uh, to, to the nightclub or wherever it is right. that she didn't want to go. Right. Same thing with the schools. You know, you because it sounds like it's a gun issue. From everything I, mean, I, just, I understand, everything I read, it's the semi-automatic, the gun issue, right? Right. So if those things don't exist, then the schools would likely be safer if they had restrictions on those things. Because I don't profess to know everything about it. But right. based on what I read, what I, what I understand of it, um, it would make those places a lot safer and, 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 and give people a, a harder uh, way to go or opportunity to be able to shoot the schools up the way that they've been doing or public places in general. Yeah. I mean, the problem is, is they always talk about and the governor of Texas, you know, that's his big thing is he's like, this is mental health, mental health, mental health, mental health, mental health. Mental health. And everybody says, is America the only place that because America is the only place in the world where people have these kind of mass shootings. Yeah, it so it's is, not it, mental health. It is mental I, health, though. It like is mental it, health, but it's no. the access to the guns. Exactly. That has. That's but that's my point. Is, but the thing is, the thing is, though, is the dude that's talking about mental health now, Governor Abbott. He cut two hundred eleven million dollars from the department that oversees mental health in the state of Texas last year. So I thought mental health was really important, right? It's all of it, but the 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 biggest part of it that did. The, the violence <laughs> was the gun. That was the thing. That were the guns, right? And the bullets in those guns and the way the gun fired. Um, yeah. You know, the, the, the kid, I guess, did have some mental health. Everybody's got mental health issues. Like everybody, 100% of the people have, <laughs> I would say 99.9% .9 of people have some mental Listen, health man. issues. Listen, like, I think we talked about this before. Like when you go to high school, you go to junior high school, you gonna be bullied. Like we used to ride the train home every day. Every day we got on the train and every day from getting on the train till you got off your stop, we was joning on each other. Now, some days you you was on top and some days you was on the bottom, right? Right. Like some days it was your day to shine and some days it was eight people on you. But I never for a moment thought like, yeah, that joke, them, 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 them rides was tough. 
But you know, it was another day, huh? Like, you, you weren't going to come back and shoot up the whole metro. Yeah, man. So it's like people be talking about like bullying. And I mean, you know, like, I don't know, man. It's just a lot, a lot of excuse making. But and again, even, and even if it was like you get that point, it's the act, it's the, it's the ability for an 18 year old dude who felt like he had been bullied to then be able to go buy two guns and all that weapons as soon as he turns 18. And I know one of the big things people are pushing for is to at least make it 21 before you can buy those kind of guns. Because it is a big difference in terms of like the importance of your life as it goes through the different stages of what's happening. Right? I I, su- I suppose, man. I'm not sure I'm following the 18 versus 21. Like how much well, more are you going to mature in three years? Well, I, I, you, so you don't think, you don't think Sure. Well, let's say things that were as in, things that were important to you at 18. By the time you're 21, there are things that are even more important or your things that matter change in that three years time. And not that I'm seeing right now with the world, with society. Well, so if a dude 18, he was mad at high school. You know, hopefully he got a job. Hopefully he got a girl. You know. Maybe he got to college and, you know, met him, somebody, you know, so he didn't feel like his life was heading down that destructive path. You know? Yeah, but I'm seeing more and more people are still, you know, living home with right. their families. Less less young people are working. From what, I, what, I, what I'm seeing, again, I, right. we have to look up those statistics. Um, I'm sure, yeah, it would matter that, that you would end up uh, appreciating more things as you get older. But I'm just trying to figure out why 21. Like, well, you know, I mean, I just think they 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 just saying at least go to 21. Yeah. I mean, because like you said, you can't. What can't you do at 21? You can't buy alcohol until you turn 21. Yeah, that's the thing. You can drink when you're 21. Right. Right. So you can drink alcohol, and so you know, like I'm I'm wondering. Any anyway, it's the guns. It's yeah, well, sem- it's and, and, semi-automatic guns. It's not like the rifles and right. things like that. Like it's 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 the guns that can do that kind of damage. I mean, it's sad to say, yeah, but it's like if a dude got a, and that's what they always say about you know the founding fathers. Like it took them a minute to load a gun in seventeen seventy six. Yeah, yeah. Like it was one bullet per minute. Yeah, like now it's one thousand bullets per minute. So yeah, like it's different if you got a load a load a revolver you shoot six and then you got to reload it like it just gives people more time but you know a, a lot of times people have said over the years a good guy with a gun will always stop the bad guy with the gun but as we start here about what happened in texas yeah man um they was outside that joint for 60 minutes man they weren't trying to go up in there with them people like that and you know what they said they said they didn't want to go in there because some of them said they didn't want to go in there because they were outgunned. Now think about that. They were outgunned, yeah. Like, think about the police saying that they were outgunned and they want people to have those guns. Right. So that's crazy. It was only legally. It was only one, he had one gun, right? Yeah, but legally. But one he, like he, this is a legal gun that he bought in no, America. No, no doubt. The police in Texas are saying they felt outgunned against this dude. Exactly, because he had he could shoot more rounds. Right. With that one gun than they could with all their guns that they had. Like that that's the police saying that yeah. a legal gun bought in our state is better than what we have. Like that should never be the case. Agreed. Agreed. Um 
Yeah, it's it's it sounds like to me the guns. You know how I I try to shy away from politics, man. Right. But like I don't even know that this is what I'm saying is necessarily politics. I just think it's it's common sense. Thirty eight thousand Texans had their license to carry denied, revoked, or suspended in the last five years. Yet the same uh, Governor Abbott passed a law that you don't need license to carry guns now. So that's thirty eight thousand that for whatever reason, Texas decided they shouldn't carry a gun. But the governor passed a law that those 38,000 people now can just carry a gun and nobody even knows that they have a gun. Like, this is the this is the thing that I'm talking about, man, of just about common sense. Yeah, Like, if there's 38,000 people that were denied a gun, you ain't denied a gun in a place like Texas. You ain't denied a gun just because, like, you had a parking ticket. Like in a place like Texas, if they deny you from getting the gun, it's probably a legitimate reason. It's bad. But to pa- but to pass a law that says you only need like those thirty thousand people, they cool now. I, I just don't understand, yeah. Like that that's crazy to me. I I couldn't live in no state like that, man, where you just walking in the grocery stores and this band was just walking around with like AR fifteens on their shoulder, yeah. No sir. I would no sir. That's 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 my that's what I'm saying. Like I wouldn't want to live in a place like that. I'm walking in. See to me, and that's what I'm saying. The difference between like we were saying. For me, I would not feel safe in that environment. But I guess they saying they feel safe with people in the store walking because that means people ain't gonna come in and shoot up the store. But again, man, everybody talks a good game until the bullets start flying, including like a whole damn police, police force. Like this, these police did. Yeah, like a whole damn police. All these, all these. Heroes talking about they walk around with their gun on their shoulders. They gonna be pre- prepared to protect us, man. They ain't prepared for that, man. Get out of here. <laughs> hey, man, I'm about to pass you the ball and go stand in the corner because I'm not really following you on this one, but. This one. Okay, so they said in 2021, online daters lost the record 547 million dollars in scams, an 80 percent increase 2020. So they said most of the fraud start off small. See somebody online, start texting like, "Hey, you know, whatever, whatever," and then the person says, "Hey, I'm going to come visit you, but I need a plane ticket." Can you send me money? I'm a, can you send me money for a plane sale? And then they send, you know, $1,000. And then, of course, the person ghosts and you just send them $1,000. But there have been more intense scams going on. There was this one widower sent a man and his alleged kid $39,000. So he told her he was a doctor stationed in Iraq. And he had $2 million in his bank account, but because he was in Iraq, he couldn't access the money. So he would tell her if he could send like little gift cards, buy gift cards and send him pictures of the front and back so he could buy stuff for his kids. And then she said his kids allegedly started emailing her, asking her if she could do the same thing for them so they could send stuff to their dad in Iraq. So this went on for like almost a year of this dude still taking money from her. And then finally he was like, yo, I'm coming home. I'm finally, I'm coming back to America. So he's like, yeah, I'm I'm landing this day, you know, let's meet up. 
So the day he's supposed to land, she gets a phone call that says he was arrested at the airport. Somebody had planted drugs in his bag because she wired $20,000 to his lawyers so he could get out. So at that point, she kind of realized that she had been scammed, but not until she'd already given up $39,000. Man, what was that movie I, uh, I watched that you had me watch? Oh, The Tender Swindler. Yeah, like, mm, I can't say that you can't ever be got, but like, I I sometimes, man, I blame the... Uh, the online daters too as well like the victim like think about that man like like honestly just just my my code on stuff like that is i'm not giving up anything i'm unwilling to lose to walk away from so like like if i'm gonna give you thirty nine (laughs) thousand dollars then i'm prepared to lose the thirty nine thousand dollars like if you said hey let me borrow thirty nine thousand i'm gonna pay you back Right. right I'm just like, yeah, like I get it. I think you're gonna pay me back. back. I might give you thirty nine hundred because I'm, you know, if you don't pay me back the order three, I might give you three hundred and ninety dollars, right? Because because if you don't ever pay me back, right, then it ain't ain't, there's no hard feelings, you know. Like I get it, but you know, again. I, but these, these people, I mean, and that's what I was reading the article. These people are professionals, man, because she was talking about how they got her. She was a widow, right? And, and I feel she, bad for her because of that, because she's probably pretty vulnerable. And so what she said was is that she had told the guy that because her husband had died, she had never had kids. And so the dude, he would when her when the kids were reaching out to her, they were calling her mom and stuff. So they were playing on her like sensibilities and shit. And they were like, hey, mom, you know, like we really want to send dad a, a, a gift card, you know. So they were playing on her job. I mean, these people. That's still, man, I, I still I'm not going listen, for that. No, nah, I mean, listen, man, it's, it's too many. That's what they were saying in the article. They were like, the first thing you should do is if you meet. I mean, obviously, I ain't doing the online date. But anybody's doing online date, they say the first thing you should do is if you see the picture, put the jump in the Google search. So if the person say their name is Smug Dude, put it in the Google search and make sure that that dude is Smug Dude. Right. Because a lot of times, like you said, they taking that picture and they said they did real good. They won't take like a picture like somebody like drop dead gorgeous like Holly Berry because they'd be like, yo, that's unreal. But they'll find kind of like a cute enough girl, but like kind of like average enough that you like, yeah, I got a chance with her. And they said that's how it starts. And then they, you know, they they call you all the time and they tell you they love you. And they 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 said these people do research on you, man. And then they just it starts off with small things like, hey, you know, and they say always got a sad story, yeah. Man, one dude said he lost two hundred thousand dollars sending this this and again he found out it wasn't even the woman he was talking to. Oh he never even he never even talked to this woman. That's what I'm saying. Was, like, how it can it happen? It was all like texting and stuff. Man. They, they're, they're amazing to do that. Yeah. Like, like, so, like, <laughs> even think about, like, I know we're talking about dating, right? But you know how you get those emails from Nigeria? Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, help me, I'm stranded. Them, them, them just be good too. Uh, they, they be really good, but like, yeah. think, I mean, come on, man. Like, yeah, I, I guess I just don't understand it. I mean, I don't understand that desperation. 
for trying to find somebody to be like, I've never even spoken to you and I have sent you $200,000. Yeah. Like where they do that? <laughs> like we ain't never talked on the phone, man. And I'm wiring you off a, off a text, off of text messages and emails. I don't want you. I love you so much off of text messages. I'm sending you 200. So, so I don't know. Am I being too smug by saying? Nah, that's why I, I want to talk about it because I'm like, I mean, I, you know, like I said, I, I mean, five hundred forty-seven million dollars is a lot of damn money. One hundred thirty-nine million have been. They say the new junk is like the cryptocurrency junk. Where they'll tell people, they'll you know, same thing. You start dating, and a couple months in, they say, hey, you know, like let's let's invest some money together in crypto.com or something. Let's do some money together. Like they say this dump, they was like, yeah, we're going to get married. So they, these people actually talk on the phone. They say, we're going to get married. So let's each put $2,500 in the crypto.com and invest in Bitcoin. And we'll let that go. And we'll use that for our wedding. So the person puts that initial $2,500 in and they both got their money in. Then they say, hey, there's this other one, which is like a fake crypto website. Let's put another 25. You know what? Let's put like, like, I want to move the wedding up. Let's put $10,000 in each. And like, I'll put the $10,000 in first. So it shows in the account that that person put in $10,000. Then they put in the $10,000 and then that website disappears. And their money just gone. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like I said, man, Anybody on anybody listen to the pod is online dating. If you've been sending anybody any money, please listen to what I say, man. Do that, do that image search. Make sure you you send the money to the person that you actually talking to. I can't believe we just had this conversation about this. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, yeah. Still no check for Nick. Y'all, <laughs> my bad, Nick. One day, one day. Yeah, one day. Wellington Park. Wellington Park. Yeah. Yeah. So this week, the Wellington Park goes to Timothy Hale Cusinelli, I think is how the name is pronounced. I think you got that right. Uh, Timothy, I'm going to call him Timothy because I ain't trying to pronounce his last name again. He is a New Jersey man with alleged Nazi sympathies who stormed the U.S. Capitol on January 6th. So he tried and failed to convince the jury this week that he didn't know that the Capitol building is where Congress meets. (laughs) Ignorance. Timothy, who was in the U.S. Army Reserves when he stormed the Capitol, was convicted Friday on all five counts he faced, including any charge of obstruction of the official he did not dispute that he went into the Capitol. And his lawyer admitted he gazed in criminal activity. But he attempted to defend himself against charges by saying he didn't know the Capitol was where the Senate and the House sit. Despite describing himself as a history buff. Hmm. I know this sounds idiotic, but I'm from New Jersey. So jurors, that's funny because we do make fun of you from New Jersey. <laughs> Yeah, he said, uh, I didn't know the Capitol building was the same as the Congressional building. 
So he said, I thought it was a whole bunch of different Capitol buildings in D.C. <laughs> uh, so he said, I didn't know they were going to be certifying the vote there. I didn't know that was the Capitol. Like, he's like, I know I shouldn't be this ignorant, but I didn't know that was the Capitol. So, yeah, um, yeah, he going to jail, though. Yeah. And uh, he gets to Wellington Park for uh, I don't know any of our listeners, uh, you know, because we, we got listeners from around the country and the world. Uh, yeah, the Capitol is pretty. It's a pretty distinct building in Washington, D.C. Yes. It's a, Sitting it's up a pretty, on a hill. Yeah, it's a, it's a pretty it's a pretty distinct. And the thing is, is they actually want most of the people at the Capitol march from the White House to the Capitol. And the people who were giving speeches at the White House said, we're going to the Capitol. Um, and then you walk, like, if you walk from the White House to the Capitol, you're probably walking down the mall. And as you're walking down the mall, all you see as you're walking towards the wall steps. is the Capitol. The big steps and the it's, it's just the, the Capitol, that big, the top the, the big dome. The big Capitol dome. Like, it's a pretty long walk. And it's a straight walk. Not a straight walk. But if you cross the street and you walk straight, so for about, that's probably what, about six or seven blocks from the White House to the Capitol? Maybe a little bit longer? No, longer. Yeah, because some of those blocks are long. So it's, it's a nice little walk. So when he was walking to the building that he didn't know was the Capitol, yeah, yeah, that, that's your man. Yeah, he, he gets to Wellington, yeah. And uh, luckily the, the jury and the uh, judges didn't believe him for Welling about not knowing what the Capitol was. I like what he said, but I'm from Jersey. <laughs> he played down from Jersey card, yeah. Wow. I like I said, human beings don't surprise me. Uh that's and that's definitely ignorance, yeah. Human beings don't surprise me. Hey, this was fun, man. Let's let's yep. let's, let's, let's I'm gonna let you get back to your Rona. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. hope you, I hope you feel better though, man. Like, yeah. Hopefully by this time next week, I'll be I'll be talking about the other side of it you know, and how how I fought through that wrongness. That'll be cool to hear about because I, I man, I'm I'm hoping I don't get it. I've been yeah. As far as I know, I've been Rona free. Hey man, you've been you know me and you. We was like some of the last like yeah man like you and me was like some of the last people I know didn't have it yeah so. Now it's down, it's just down between you and CDC. Y'all, y'all holding, y'all holding it down for the rest of us. Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, what's up? Let's get out of here. Be a be a problem solver, not a problem finder. Problem solver, not a problem finder. If you can't take care of your family and life, take care of them in death. Get you some life insurance. Hey, relationships, build them before you need them. DNA, know why you do what you do, who you would let down if you fail. Don't be like my kids. Make sure you <laughs> make sure you have a plan. Pull up and murder cash. I got a show today. That's all I'm trying to do. Hustle and motivate. 